All right, welcome to another Raw Talks podcast episode. My name is Simba, and today I have Richmond with me, who is a certification trainer in Australia and a theory pioneer, I would like to call you. Can I do that? Sure, why not? <laughs> pioneering, pioneering parts, why not? I like it. <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, I mean, so my background, I'm, I live in, out of Melbourne in Australia. Um, I've got a partner and two, an older teenager daughter and a 20-year-old daughter. Um, my background was as a physiotherapist, but I did a whole lot of different stuff, like taught Pilates, did Bowen therapy. I worked in um, Aboriginal health and well-being, worked in youth suicide prevention, did a whole range of things and eventually came uh, you know, back through Pilates and then found TRE about 2009 or 2010. Um, brought David Berselli out to Australia in, I think 2010 was our first year. And then I've been doing TRE full-time pretty much ever since then. So doing the training of people around Australia and um, also introduced it to New Zealand. Amazing. That's amazing. And I really like that background coming from a physiotherapist into TRE because I mean, so versatile, the tool, right? It's like, it's kind yeah. of what, what we're going today as well with the topic, but it's it's like, well, what do I do with it? Okay, I shake. Now what? You know, what's what's the next step? What Where where do I go from here? I got my body shaking. Yeah, that's right. And for me, I suppose there was a big shift for me was in, in discovering the sort of spontaneous movement. And I didn't come to tremors or shaking or spontaneous movement through TRE. I'd actually had experiences through Vipassana meditation. So that was part of what TRE gave me was a trauma-informed model of the body or rather than just going, my body's moving. I don't understand why. It just feels amazing and it's opening me up in all these different ways. So I sort of came into it from a different perspective rather than just all shaking and tremoring is trauma-releasing. So I really like to have a big picture for people. And like often when we start, that's the focus. And that was where David, you know, David was seeing the shaking in in terms of the context of war zones and trauma. Hence, it became trauma-released exercises. And then, you know, when he went back to America and people who didn't have, quote, life and death trauma were saying, oh, my lower back's getting better on my neck's releasing. So it became tension and trauma releasing and then i always you know i like to call them stress release exercises but it doesn't start with a t and people get all freaked out but um yeah so i like to have a really broad view of what it is and much and and really beyond just that sense of it's releasing tension um and so simba there may be people listening who don't know your background so how how long have you been doing it and you're you're a certification trainer as well yes correct um well, I started out as a personal trainer, uh, massage therapist, body worker, and I've done a lot of traditional Chinese medicine trainings, especially here in Thailand, and a lot of Thai healing arts. So basically combining, if you imagine a therapeutic massage, right, you come in for a specific problem, and I will help you both with exercises for it and massaging, and also the when I say therapeutic part can also be the emotional, mental aspects that might come up when you actually start to work with a pain point, because as you mm -hmm. may or may not know, most pain is related to something that we have not addressed in life. Mm -hmm. So my journey actually came from that myself, um, uh, body work, personal training. Uh, my father is a martial arts trainer and also does kinesiology and Qigong. 
and my mother is a Western clinical nurse. So I kind of grew up with both trajectories, like East and West. So I've mm. been studying that my whole life and practicing martial arts at a competitive level. And I had a lot of injuries, right? So that's kind of what led me into this path of how do I stay healthy? How do I learn about my body, nutrition, exercise? And as I started to heal my own injuries and challenges, let's put them like that, people started asking me like, oh, how did you do that? Can you teach me? So that's kind of how I started working with it. And fast mm. forward, then I moved to Thailand about six years now and founded a center called Living with the Spirit with my wife, Sarah. And people can come and stay with us to work through stress and traumas, uh, burnouts, but also to forge the lifestyle, right? Like if they want to do something differently, if they want to have a reset in their life. And we work online and TRE really came in as a way of uh, embodiment. So a lot of people intellectually kind of know, okay, TRE, like this is good with stress release, it's good with meditation. Oh, okay, I understand the body has a kind of consciousness of its own. It has a language of its own. But I think with TRE, for me personally, that was the first time I really connected to it. Like, oh, wow, my body's actually doing something that I'm not telling it to do. Mm. So that was one of the main takeaways when I started practicing TRE about same time as I came to Thailand about six years ago. That was really, mm. no, the body has a will of its own and a like, dislike, but also the grounding, the self-regulation, right? Because I always thought I was so calm, I was so relaxed, and I didn't realize I was blue zone, dorsal vagal, kind of disconnected, yeah. conditioned to do so for many years from high-level performance. You just shut off all emotions and go into the zone. So Thierry really brought me back into mm. being in my body and connecting to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I really relate to that. So um, it wasn't until many yeah, doing TRE and getting that whole trauma-informed model that I kind of recognized that I was someone with what I would call high-functioning anxiety. So that same that same thing, being very competent in life or to a degree, but internally being really tense and wound up. And I had a similar thing with the that experience of the body repairing itself um, I sometimes talk about having sort of had three great liberations for me in my TRE journey. And the first one was that experience of when I got out of the way, my body was able to fix and heal itself and reorganize itself in a way that I couldn't. Cause as a physiotherapist, you know, the whole training is saying it's up to me to fix your body. And so therefore it's up to me to fix my body sort of consciously through my knowledge or my skills or what I do. And then certainly for me through the Vipassana and the spontaneous movement, discovering that sense of, gee, when I get out of the way, my body is infinitely more wise and capable um, than I am to sort of take me, take me where it needs to go. Um, so let's, let's touch into, you know, we've been having conversations with each other in relation to the idea of doing an advanced, we're not allowed to call it advanced training, sorry, in, in doing a, 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 a training for TRE providers to advance their skills. We'll call it that. Yeah. Um, in Australia, we've been calling them deepen and develop workshops. And so there's a combination of working with our personal, you know, personal healing and growth, as well as our professional skills, really. And so that's kind of how Simba and I have been chatting about that with the view to doing a live in-person 
um, train your training retreat uh, later, middle of middle to late of next year. And our theme that we've sort of been talking about for this interview today and probably would lead on is like a pathway to peace and open-heartedness. So often a lot of us, you know, we learn TRE. Yeah, great. We're releasing stress and tension. We're releasing trauma. We keep using it. But what's the what's the bigger journey or the longer journey, um, you know, beyond just, oh, here's a tool that I can use to release stress. And then I go back to myself as I was, but without the stress. So nothing changes. Um so do, do you want to start, Simba? Do you want to talk a bit about what's been your personal experience in terms of the ongoing journey beyond just, I've learned TRE, I'm releasing, but in terms of your own journey with sort of, you know, peace and open-heartedness? Definitely. I would say it starts with awareness. That's that's what I teach my students and clients, but that's a, really the lesson that was taught to me or relayed to me from my teachers. Um both Joe McDonald and Lorianne Arsenault, that was my theory trainers. And also from Berselli in the advanced trainings that I've done and, and workshops I've seen him in. It's really awareness, right? Like when you have awareness of something, 50% of what you want to do, if you see it as a problem and you want to solve it, 50% of what you want to solve comes down to awareness. Once you see it, you can actually do something about it. So that has been the main thing for me to slow everything down to the point where I can actually notice what is it actually happens in my body, not just to have less stress and sleep better, but actually what are the subconscious choices or the autonomic choices that I make in my life that I'm not aware of that's creating the results that's putting me in the position I'm in. So I really see it as a deep journey within how can you like once again, from my personal perspective, with the awareness, what are the choices I make in my everyday life that actually leads me into a trajectory and how can I notice when I'm about to make them and start to do something differently and then how fast the energy shifts and how you know the woo-woo factor comes in. Wow, all of a sudden, everything shifts, like something else happens. You don't have a pain here. You don't have the argument with your spouse or things starts to magically happen but they're not really magical it's just you start to allocate energy into a direction that you haven't done before because you mm. notice wow i've been doing something that i'm not aware of so i think really comes down to awareness for me and then body connection you know like you said when you get out of the way when your mind gets out of the way your body knows how to heal itself and it knows how to restore optimal balance within you. But we kind of go in and we want to understand and tie it to this event and this trauma and this. And it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you feel good, you feel good, right? We don't always have to understand why. And I think that was a big part for me, the trust and acceptance and just trusting that the body knows how to heal itself. Oh. And how, about, how was that journey for you? I mean, you mentioned a little bit now early on. Yeah. So like I was always someone who was highly intense, like literally intention for most of my life. Um, not that I necessarily knew it. It was just like, that's how it was like the fish in the water, you know, in the ocean, like you don't know about the ocean. It's just, just how things are. And for me, learning TRE was really, and using it deliberately was the first time where I felt like I had the ability to release some of that internal tension in a healthy way. So, um, you know, rather than 
eating or doing things to distract or numb out. Or for me, you know, often it was like sex or masturbating. If I was single, it was like to physically have that release. I sometimes describe it like learning TRE was almost like I, I discovered the emergency exit in my body again that, you know, before then I, I didn't have it. So what that's, what that's kind of helped me do is go on this journey of, of becoming basically more peaceful. So still a huge long way to go, but that was really the key thing. And, and one of the, the main things for me when I share TRE is this sense of people getting connected to the direction that the tremoring is moving us in or the progression. So I like to say, you know, if you're not in a perpetual state or a permanent state of ongoing growth, then we haven't really got what TRE is offering us. So it's a bit of that perspective of, you know, like the longer journey. That's why we're talking about this, this ongoing journey. So I look at myself now in amongst all my stresses and anxieties and angers and all those responses, which still happen, but I am just infinitely more relaxed and peaceful inside myself um, than I ever was. And maybe not necessarily so much psycho-emotionally, but physiologically, my body is just so much healthier. Um, and I notice that progression, you know, over time, it, it gets me excited because I often think, you know, wow, if I think back to 10 or 12 years ago when I started using tremoring regularly and where I've got to now, I get really excited when I think, gee, where will I be in 10 or 12 years in terms of this ongoing growth of like, I like to call it physiological maturity. So not just intellectual maturity, but that my actual nervous system is more calm and grounded and relaxed and embodied in my, um, in my body. And then that has without, with having less of that internal pressure and internal tension, then that also helps me be more open-hearted and come into relationship you know, with my own body more. Cause I can feel it more with my family. Um, and then also, you know, with the, the world around me. So I feel infinitely more connected than, um, just, you know, to myself and to life doesn't mean it's always easy, um, that ongoing journey. So that for me is the real, that's what I'm passionate about because often we learn TRE or someone experiences or a provider and we're like, Oh, it's great. It just lets go of my stress. Like I can let go of yesterday or today, or I can let go of my trauma. But for me, it's really this sense of what this journey offers us in terms of ongoing, ongoing growth, you know, as a, as a, as a person or, you know, becoming more wise, mature, grounded, um, being more relational. That's what I'm, I'm really passionate about. And that sense of the tremors and using them to bring us up more alive rather than, you know, into the future, rather than to just get us, get rid of the past. And I think that's something we often miss initially, you know, when the trauma release model, it's about, it's all backward, often reverse looking like I've got trauma, it's here, I've got to try and get away from it which is relevant and real, but I think there's a huge benefit in, in looking at, right, how do I move forwards and move more towards where I, where I want to be, which for me is kind of the, yeah, becoming more peaceful and more open-hearted. And by that, I mean, just in relationship with, with everything really. And as I say, a long, long, long way to go. Like I've still got, it's not like TRE's magically made me this enlightened, peaceful, you know, calm person, but it has certainly helped shift me in the direction that, you know, that I want to go and I'm much more open-hearted, even if it's afterwards, you know, like even if I'm a bit quicker to apologize or to recognize that I've been projecting or blaming my partner or whatever, um, 
for me, it's this journey of transformation and not, you know, I often hear people talk about transformative experiences or transformation, like it's a, you know, a weekend and then all of a sudden I'm a different person. For me, I see it a bit more like a set of stairs where, yeah, sometimes you might jump up a few steps, but I'm much more interested in that ongoing progression, you know, step by step, where's the growth, where's the new, you know, where's the new movement in the body, where's the new movement and freedom in, in life. And that's something that for me, you know, doing these training retreats is about because often we finish the TRE training. It's like, right, I've learned how to use TRE and we move on to the next thing rather than going, there is so much more depth available in the way we experience it, the way we use it. And for me, ultimately that sense that, you know, when a person comes into the room or a group comes into the room to tremor and shake with us, my experience over the last 12 years is that more and more moves more freely with less drama, the longer I'm doing the work. And it's not just because I'm teaching self-regulation better or I'm framing it better. It's because literally my own nervous system has more capacity to stay grounded, embodied as other things are moving, you know, both within myself and, and other people. So for me, there's this primary element where, you know, the vast majority of what happens in a TRE session, I believe, is coming down to what the other person's nervous system is neuroceptively or subconsciously picking up. Um, yeah, you know, picking up in the in the moment. And that by us going further into our own body, finding more capacity in our own body, not just to feel peaceful, but be able to feel fear or feel anger or just to allow things to move creates the permission for other people's bodies to move more freely. So it's imperative that we keep going deeper and deeper into our own body, not just in terms of learning techniques or what's a different facilitation I can do. You know, David, one of David's great quotes, he's got so many was, you know, the greatest facilitation you can ever do in TRE is to be authentically yourself. Mm. It might, I might be missing a word or two, but basically saying you just turning up as you in your own body deeply is the greatest facilitation you can do. And we often miss that in, you know, advanced trainings and all stuff where we're going, I want the tools, I want the skills, I want the, you know, and that's important. But part of what, you know, is I'm passionate about is helping Terry providers keep going deeper and, you know, diving deeper into their, their own being. Anyway, I've got on a bit of, I've got on a bit of a roll there. So that's um, great. That's great. It was a great energy. <laughs> uh, have you, have you got some reflections on, on that sort of, on that sort of thing, that ongoing journey beyond of learned yeah. TRE and in terms of both personally and professionally. I mean, it's, it's, it's like I tell people, TRE, you can use it like a kick bike or you can use it like a spaceship, right? You can really go somewhere with it or you can use it just to get by every day. It doesn't mean that one is wrong and the other one is right, but the potential yeah. of the tool is vastly mm. underexplored in my opinion, right? And I'm still mm. quite young going into this. Now there's people been here like you 10, 15, 20 years. So of course you have different experiences of working with it. But what I've seen just over the few years that I've been in it, it's deeply transformative and it's ongoing. Like mm. I used to think I was very calm and relaxed and I was, but where was that coming from? And how much more depth is there in it? Like how much deeper grounding can I get? And then just like you said, just showing up from that place, how things starts to happen, you know, how people you start to share something with you or they 
start to cry or start to feel comfortable or start to feel safe. And that's definitely something I noticed because people move in with us, right? Many times when you work with clients, they come for a session and then they kind of leave. We see them, mm. you know, see them for breakfast. I see them for lunch. I see them for group classes. I see them for one-on-one. And so we kind of have that luxury, maybe we can call it, of actually following people over a period of time and see what happens when the nervous system starts to relax, but also what happens to us when their nervous system fluctuates and how can I hold space for that just by not going into that journey, not getting fully involved in the Mm -hmm. journey, holding space without wanting to go in and fix it. And I have to do something now because you're, you're here. And and when you're working with me, the best thing I can do is show up and like you said, be grounded and that will give them an opportunity Mm. to find their way back. And I think that was professionally one of the biggest shifts for me because you're so used to someone is paying you. It's the time. It's a result. Like I said, with a physio, okay, it's up to me to fix you. And now it's more empowering that person to realize you can find a way to let your body heal yourself. But Mm. it starts with trust. And how do you start to develop trust? Well, it's module, right? Mirror neurons. You meet someone that you feel comfortable with and you're like, wow, I don't know why I talk to you, Richmond, but I just feel so calm with you. And I, we don't really talk about anything. We don't do anything, but I just feel so calm. And so, you know, you start from that point and then you yeah. can develop that ability for yourself, which is innate in all of us, but due to how we're growing up and how the world looks like may have may not be taught that. I was taught to do that, but maybe in a more disciplined way than that I would do now, right? That's more embodied and more from a peaceful, I would say more internal state rather than forcing Mm. my body into relaxation. Mm. And um, it's usually like I tell people, you just become better at everything. If you can regulate your own nervous system and manage yourself in different situations, how's that not relevant to anything you do? And if you also have a way of perpetually continuing to do that throughout your life and have the interest to do that, you will always grow. And as I mentioned, my background is from traditional Chinese medicine. Mm. And in traditional Chinese medicine, you say you're dying or growing, right? (laughs) Those are the two stages in nature. So, I mean, we're all going to die at some point, but we might as well grow to that point (laughs) as much as we can and develop as much as we can. And I think that yeah. is a big part of it, you know. Okay, I got this education. I got this job. I got my partner, the nice house, money, kids. Now what? Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? Mm. What do you do from there? Okay, I'm a theory provider. Now what? What mm. do I do from there? So yeah, that's really something that, that got me motivated as well. You know, how do I continue to grow yeah. motivate myself to grow and how do I actually get other people on board doing the mm. same journey yeah. and yeah I think that's also what brought us together into this today and, and wanting to do a a workshop around that for people to experience like what can we do to go a little bit deeper into mm. the nervous system and how can we explore it not just from like you said in terms of an intervention or a new tool but just create a space where you can explore it and get that 
maybe that experience that's usually how i explain the autonomic nervous system you know it's experience-based system get an experience that gets you excited motivated yeah. and you want to continue to learn mm. i really like that i really like the analogy that you know it's like the spaceship yeah it's like to to rather than just blowing off the stress of the day and you know i think um you know i've been training people for a long time and we often I mean, we I talk about it and I really try and impart that. But when we're learning the basics of Terry, we often we don't get that chance to really dive into the longer ongoing journey because we're learning the practicalities and we're doing a year-long training or however long it is rather than that that ongoing development. And what it makes me think about Simba is, you know, we're all sitting here, you know, you and I here now, people sitting there or driving or walking or whatever they're doing, listening. And the reality is we're not aware of the next layers of healing in our body and growth that we're not yet aware of. Like, you know, our conscious mind is only ever aware of a certain level and layer. And then everything else beyond that is currently unknown to us. And that's what's exciting for me with, you know, one of my biggest passions about tear is people don't have to, you know, necessarily pay for it all the time. And, you know, people can get empowered to use it on their own and use it regularly. But then there's also a level of depth that arises when we, as we've probably all experienced, when we actually meet and tremor in the same environment. So that's for me something that's exciting about after years of online gatherings, which are brilliant and have connected people in a way that we never could. But there's a layer of depth, you know, I often liken it to I can sing in the shower and it sounds great because it reverberates and it echoes and that's wonderful. But when I sing with other people, there's a whole new layer of harmony. Literally, there are different notes that get created that I cannot create on my own. So there's this layer of, there's this additional layer when we we come together. And I know for me personally, a lot of my, you know, unresolved stresses and traumas and anxieties are in relationship with, with people. Um, and so having opportunities to be in that depth of open-hearted, vulnerable, real, expressive free space and for me the critical thing is the the capacity of the body to move underneath all the emotional stuff we often focus on just literal physical physiological movement is really profound and i think something that we're a lot of us have been missing over the covid years where you know we had global summits where providers would come together we'd have advanced trainings where people would come together and i know for me and a lot of others we've you know really i think we've really been missing that face-to-face um, being in the big group and diving into the body in a in a depth that we cannot do just on our own. Yeah, and it's amazing how things change. You know, even like you said, even if you've done theory for many years, just the fact that someone else is there, your nervous system knows that, and something else can happen. And then if you're in a training in a sphere in an environment, it's it's just magical because everyone wants similar experiences opening yeah. up learning something new yeah. so it's very safe it's very welcoming opening mm. and definitely I, I agree with you you know COVID has created a craving <laughs> for people to actually physically meet and I mean we can get a lot out on the line I do a lot of work online but people that actually come and meet me or and I guess it's the same mm. for you the energetical transmission you get when you're actually in the same room with someone mm -hmm it's not the same thing. It's, it's a very, very big difference. And that's what I see people really have a difference and take off in their personal development because mm -hmm. you're in the same 
sphere as someone. And that's yeah. usually why I tell people when they do like module one and so on is that, wow, it was such a big shift. Yes, because you spent several hours in this energy collectively yeah. with other people. Yeah. It rewires yeah. your nervous system because now we're normalizing things that might be stigma and that you're not saying, you're not getting punished, you maybe yeah. even getting encouraged, you're feeling safe. It's literally changing your brain and your neurochemistry as mm. we go. So if that's not changing you and wanting you to go deeper into a, a journey of self-exploration, I don't know what is, you know, that's mm. me. That's how I look at it. It's really a, yeah, it's a very unique experience to have, to be in a space where people want to do the same thing and actually yeah. drive towards the same goal. Yeah. So, and, and I like what you're saying. There's like that sense of repatterning relational experiences. So we can be open-hearted and authentic and, you know, vulnerable and just real in the relationship because we're all calling for it. Um, and something that excites me, Simba, is what I'm also really acutely aware of is when we do this training retreat together, you know, often people think, oh, well, I did one, you know, I did one a year ago or I did one two years ago. What's going to be new? But we often don't realize that because we've all been tremoring on our own or whatever we've been doing in the last two years, when we come together as a group now, we've got two years of tremorings worth of embodiment and authenticity and connection in our bodies that none of us had two years ago, the last time we were in groups or the last time you did a module training or something like that. And so instantly the depth of the connection and the movement and what's going to move and how it moves is already going to be infinitely different from you know, two years ago, whenever the last time you had a, a, you know, a big group experience. So that's what I, one of the things I love about these training retreats, because we've been doing them in Australia for a couple of years, is they are literally every time it, it gets deeper and there is a development in what happens. Um, often people sort of say, well, what are you going to cover? You know, what are you going to do? What, what, what's the curriculum? What's going to happen? What am I going to learn? And, um, while there's lots of stuff that we will cover, what I always like to point out is, you know, when we sit down with a TRE session, we've got a framework, like we're going to introduce tremors and then basically we're going to follow the body. Like that's the crux. You know, no one's ever been said, well, start doing tremoring and then do X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. Like the whole process is about following the organic wisdom of the body in that individual sense. And so, again, that's what's so exciting for me. And, you know, I've watched David do this for years and years and years. It's like very, it's, we're planning for space, for want of a better word. Well, that's why I like the, um, you know, it's like creating space for things to happen. And rather than the magic saying, oh, well, Simba, what's your magic? What are you going to make happen? Richmond, what are you going to make happen? What am I going to deliver? It's literally that sense of opening that space and allowing the the collective wisdom um and movement and resonance and, you know, the healing and the growth to come from the group experience itself. And that's really, you know, while I've got topics and I could, I could present theoretical stuff about TRE for 10 days, but what I'm really dedicated to in these spaces is, you know, maybe framing up a topic like, you know, we're talking about peace and open-heartedness or we might be talking about neuroception but then creating spaces for people to have experiences and for things to happen that I don't know about yet. 
you know, so rather than going, I've learned everything and I'm going to teach it to people is actually going, we're here. We've got a certain amount of knowledge, all of us. But just like every time we tremor, there's new movement that arises out of the organic wisdom of the body. When we come together as a group, there is new movement. There is new wisdom. There's new experience. There's new healing that only happens in that moment because of the collective you know, resonance or frequency or joining or interactions or relationships within the group, which we cannot put on a curriculum. That's the bit that excites me more is not what I know we're going to do or what we'll cover. It's actually what will happen that we don't know about yet. That's the, you know, it's like, that's the magic of TRE, isn't it? There's a new movement that we didn't know was going to happen and somehow, somehow it moved. Now that said, there are a couple of key things that you and I are interested in bringing along. So we've had a chat about this. So you've talked about your interest in fascia, you know, particularly, um, you've talked about your own experience with a lot of fascial movements. And again, how does that then, I'd love to hear and for you to share, you know, rather than just saying, oh, fascia is this and we do this and it helps the body open up. How does that relate to this sort of bigger theme of this ongoing journey and this kind of movement towards more peace, open-heartedness, relational resonance with people? Very good question. And there's fairly a lot of different ways to look at fascia, but the way that I look at it and been taught and have experience within, it actually comes deep within, right? So it's not just covering cells and muscular tissues. It's actually all space in your body. There's no empty space. Everything is covered with fascia. And it actually comes all the way in from the deepest core of your cell and goes out. And one of the main functions about fascia is it's a connective tissue. Yeah, it connects muscles and parts together in the body, but it can store energy. So you fell, you hurt yourself, there was a contraction, now it stores energy. Someone yelled at you, you got afraid, hold my breath, it stores energy. What happens when you start to work with that energy in a safe environment and introduce tremors is you actually get an opportunity for the body to start to clear that up. And that can usually be, you know, these weird pains we have or the sensations that we don't really get to that might be stored in your body, not specifically in your shoulder or anywhere else, but as a almost like a ghost memory of that event. Your mind couldn't figure out what was happening at the time or you couldn't mentally work it out. So it stores in your nervous system and in your fascia, usually in terms of contraction. When you start to release that, it's really like the body starts to sing, right? It will start to almost tell you a story. And if you know what you're looking at as a theory provider or trainer, sometimes you can start to see what is this a term of exploration or expression for, and then it becomes like a dance. You might grab someone's hand, you might grab someone's head, and then all of a sudden tears comes in. And you just follow along this wordless communication and, and your body will really start to let go of what's there. And it will tell you what's there if you know what to look for and to listen to. So that's why I got really passionate about fascia when I start to see this work and explore it for myself because it's like, wow, you know, it's like a secret language that people don't really talk because... You know yourself when we talk about anatomy and you learn it, it's like bones, muscles, yeah. insertion, all of these things, great. But there are so many more levels to it that we're not really taught and how to interact and what is it that actually looking at. So mm. that's why I'm so fascinated in teaching people that because 
yeah, there are so many more perpetual levels of exploration and growth that you can have when you start to go to these layers, especially mm. if you do it with other people and you're supported when you start to have that expression coming up. So I would mm. say the possibilities are endless. That's why I'm really keen on working with Fasha. Mm. And when you say, can you describe for people a bit more when you say working with Fasha, like how does that, what does that look like? for you and you know and you, if someone was watching you when you when you're doing that how can yeah can you just share how that would look you know what here how that works for you definitely so part could be that i teach people how to work with their fascia themselves that could be like stretches or movements briefing twisting movements it can be uh, self massage that you do twisting movements it's kind of like if you imagine this shirt, right? That could be a good analogy for a fascia. If I start to twist it up here, now I'm going to have pain every time I'm working with my shoulder, right? So mm. maybe start to find a way of both assessing a little bit if it's if the fascia is stuck. Mm. But we also start to kind of open it up and clear up space, both me methods and tools that you can do for yourself, but also that you can do for others and teach others to do. And when you start to introduce that into a TRE session, you really start to open up the body, right? It's like a yarn. You start to kind of untangle everything and put it in a nice coil. You can hear that I like order. <laughs> we <laughs> don't like order. <laughs> yeah. But you really start to realign the body. So it will be <laughs> either me doing hands-on, you doing hands-on yourself, or you doing stretches for yourself. Or more like an exercise sometimes that we're actually really going in and working the yeah. fascia trains. Yeah. And I look one thing I love about it, or you know, key thing takeaways for me around fascia is that sense of the whole body connection. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than just working segmentally, like really linking things up and watching then how parts of the body communicate, um, communicate and engage with each other. Um, something that was pivotal for me, actually, I've got a, a background as a Bowen therapist where you'll do moves, particular movements over sort of the fascia, fascia and connective tissue. But I remember reading a research article that was saying in rat tissue, at least, where they were looking about how fascia rehydrates. A um, couple of things that it took, you know, for this rat tissue, two minutes to an hour long. So for me, it gives people a, a framework for when, you know, the body does really slow movements or it stays in a position and a stretch. There's no movement. We think, oh, it's all about the tremors or whatever, but just, just waiting. And I love the analogy, um, you know, if we have a sponge and we squeeze that sponge really tight and hard as we possibly can, if you put it underwater and then you keep it squeezed tight, it's not going to rehydrate. It's not going to take any water in. And so that's the value I just see of, you know, as literally as our connective tissue and fascia softens, it creates space for that fluidity to come back into the tissue, fluidity to come back into the body. And with the experience of more fluidity, then actually having more fluidity in, in life. So look, that, I mean, that, that sounds really exciting to me, Simba. And, um, you know, I really look forward to, Really, yeah, really look forward to seeing, you know, how you teach that and how you work with that with, because again, you've got that huge background of working with the body um, from a very holistic, uh, you know, very holistic model, completely opposite to my physio model, which was all about the segment and the, the bones. And um, so that's, that's really exciting. And then when you talk about, um, you know, hands-on and, and, 
working with other people, one of the things I'm really keen about, and I have to credit Simba with this because when we're talking about it, he coined the term. I'd never heard it before. As soon as he said, I was like, that is the best, best term ever. He says, oh, so you want to talk about six hand healing. I was like, what, what's six hand healing. And so what I'd been talking about was that in our training and retreats in Australia and something that I've been really passionate about is having groups of people work with one individual at a time. Um, so often in TRE, as long as I have ever seen, I've never seen maybe one person who's the therapist, the provider working with someone, maybe they get one other person to come and help at a, at a pinch. But what we've been doing over a couple of years is where we're getting, you know, groups of providers, three people at six hands, it could be four people, could be five people, all working with the one provider, uh, with the one person who's tremoring at the one time. So instead of going, I'm going to hold your feet, you might have someone holding your feet, someone holding your hands, someone doing a fascial stretch on your chest while someone's supporting your head while someone else is just observing, whatever it might be. Um, and there's, for me, my experience is there's a depth that then happens where we're healing in community with a group of people. Because a lot of us find that, you know, being in a group space is dangerous. You know, if there's one person, there's a bit of a threat. If there's five people, there's a big threat or if we've had a lot of, like, I would say in my life, my biggest traumas through boarding school were, you know, psycho-emotional trauma or social trauma, where even though physically I wasn't under threat, I spent four years living at boarding school, you know, constantly under hypervigilance of being bullied or made fun of or that sort of thing. So the opportunity to have a group of people, you know, and a group of people with their hands on at the same time has been really, really profound because the you know, the Western medical model is very much a one-on-one -on -one therapeutic model. You know, you come in, you see me, I'm the provider, I work with you and that's it rather than this collective model. And what often happens in this training retreats is because a lot of us aren't used to working like that. Um, and there's a great video from some of the, I think it was the Deep and Developed 2 or 3, I can't remember, that we made in, in Australia, is that over the course of a few tremoring sessions where we might start one-on-one, -on -one, and then the second session might be two on one. And the third session might be three on one or four on one is that by the end of the sort of training retreat, people, groups of two, three, four, five people start to work literally like an organism. So instead of one person's leading and directing it, it's literally like this collective thing. And you'll see in the video, we'll, we'll link it somewhere. Yeah, you know, we'll on, link it here later. We'll link it or something or we'll put it, but you start to see literally like, That for me is just, that has been so profound and exciting, um, you know, and then there's the whole, because, you know, we often tremor together, but we're often in our own individual space rather than being in connection with people or tremoring together while we're looking at each other or holding hands or, so there's a huge, yeah, for me, that's a huge area of excitement for me is this sense of having multiple people working as an organism together on one person. Like it's, it's something that you can't experience online. Um, unless you've got a group of people around. So that for me is an opportunity which is really rare. And what I see for people is it just has a profound depth, something different, not always beyond or better or bigger or something, but often really significant compared to only ever having that experience of tremoring in a one-on-one -on -one environment or a one-on-one -on -one, um, facilitation. So it's now called, it's never had a name before. I'd 
it's now called six hand healing. It could be eight hands, it could be ten hands, it could be no hands, it could be energy, <laughs> it could be it could be people singing or humming around you as your tremor. It could be absolutely um everything. And again, that's what I that's what excites me about these training retreats is we've already got providers who know the basics they know what to do and then there's an opportunity to to open up into these deeper experiences and there's no for me there's no you know there's no limitation i always say if if you've got to tickle someone's ear with a feather and that helps their body move and free up well then that's how you do tre yeah we often get stuck in oh i've got to do this or i've got to do what david did or i've got to do a body work thing or i've got to do a psychotherapeutic intervention or i've got to do that rather than opening up these opportunities of in the moment, you know, what's going to help this body and everything is, everything is open uh, and available anyway. So that's, that's part of what I'm, I'm most excited to bring is this opportunity to have these tremoring sessions where you've got groups of people working with you rather than just staying in that one-on-one environment. Sign me up. (laughs) It's It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun both to, be part of the group working with an individual and have that cohesion as well as, and and often in the, you know, sometimes in the training retreats, people say, I don't want to do that because it feels like it's too overwhelming. That's great. They can just go and do a one-on-one session. They can tremor on their own. So there's never any pressure. You know, as David sort of says, if you can't be in that environment and feel okay with it, it's a sure sign we've got some unresolved trauma about being in a group. So what better opportunity than to, to dive in and, um, have that experience. I guess it will change also since it's not a one day thing, you know, it's a, it's a couple of days. So you might feel something one day and you had Mm. an opportunity to not be forced into a group and maybe tremor or do something on your own. Maybe that helps your nervous system the next day too. So by day three, something else has shifted. There's a different experience than you come in. So I guess yeah. there's many layers to that teaching of of being in a collective healing space, like you said, because, yeah, there's so many layers of healing. No one shames you. No one makes fun of you. You participate on your terms, and yeah. then gradually that will be probably more open because you feel more trust because nothing happened. It was no judgment, yeah. no shame, no blame, no punishment, yeah. and, I, and I could still join and feel the you know, collective energy from everyone but I didn't have to be in the center of attention if I don't feel safe when doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we all experience that, don't we? Like when we're in a group or even if you're doing a one-on-one session as the other person's nervous system opens and grant, we feel that, you know, resonance. So simply sitting in the corner of the room and watching 15, 20 other people, you know, their nervous systems open. It's, yeah, it really multiplies. You know, it's not just oh, 15 times. It, there's, there is just a depth that we cannot experience um on our own in a you know without that extra without that extra resonance just like a singing in a choir so i really like i think you said you know when you're working with the fascia the body starts to sing yes so you know i think that's for me that's a really great analogy is like when we actually physically come together into the room when we work with each other literally what we're doing is helping the bodies to sing in a much more beautiful, harmonious, cohesive, even if that's a bumpy pathway of getting there, um, there is absolute magic that's available. And again, what excites me most is I don't even know that next layer of depth that we ha- I haven't experienced yet, even in the, the other training retreats I've done, 
I know that this next one is going to be deeper for want of a better word or something more, something new and magical because we've all evolved more, you know, in the last time since we came together as a group. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And I'm really looking forward to doing this together and uh, in a group setting. And I think also that's one of the main strengths I've seen. Like I, when I did the theory training, it was before COVID, right? So there was no lockdown. So I did my full training in person, whereas most of the trainings now are online. So you actually yeah. get to meet people and be in the same room. And I just remember that feeling is amazing. There's 20, 30 people tremoring and you just collectively feel this. It's like the stress just leaves the room and everyone starts to feel mm-hmm. safe. And yep. that alone to have that experience in a group or to once you have that experience that you can recreate it in your community and where you are at. I mean, I think that's really a vision also from what I heard from David to spread Mm. that to as many people as possible. That's, that's a real gift to be able Mm. to give that to people and to spread it to communities because that's really transformative. Mm. Well, I'm excited, Simba. You're excited. Do we have to? Do, do we need to give people any more information? Like, when are we thinking of? When are we think of doing this? When and where? We're talking in Thailand, Chiang Mai. Did we have dates? I can't remember. Mid July. Yeah, we okay. talked about mid July, and so what we'll yeah. do is we'll create an event around it and uh, explain a little bit more of the details and and go through and and get people to understand more what it is that we want to do. But mid-July next year in Chiang Mai, it will be central in Chiang Mai. So don't need to go to a long excursion somewhere. You can just come in. And I think we designed it the way that it was uh, two half days and one full day. So you can basically fly in on a Friday, leave on a Sunday. So it will be like a you take one or two days off, depending on how your work week looks like. But yeah. a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you'll be back working on Monday. So you can come in and have this experience. Yeah. And kind of go back to to your environment. And le- unless you take off the Monday deliberately, so you've got an actual chance to bask in and experience and explore this. I find for me, you know, after workshops, when I started, you know, I'd go back to work. Whereas now I always try and have a day or at least half a day or something available just to be in that space, to be creative, to be open, um, just to follow my own impulse. Well, I think I'm, I think that's all I've got to share at the moment, Simba. Um, oh, it's 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 been brilliant to connect with you, and um, as we've been saying, yeah, we've had lots of conversations and Zoom calls exploring this and talking about this. Um, and what you know, what really excites me about what we're doing is is not just that experience in the training retreat but it's like that nudge or that opening or that theme that there is so much more available to us if we keep using this tremoring technique than what we currently are aware of. That's what really gets me exciting is like excited is the, you know, the possibility and the potential. So my passion is helping people get on that pathway as providers, because if we're not on that pathway as providers, then we can't really share the real gift that I see TRE is. You know, we can share it as a tool. We can use it to work on a trauma. We can help people release stress. But if we're not on that, that yeah, that pathway of just perpetual and ongoing growth and healing and development and creativity and aliveness and all of that stuff, if we're not doing that ourselves and experiencing it, 
then we're never going to be able to share that or guide other people. And that's where I see the real, the real magic is. Cause at the end of the day, you know, if you've got someone who's, uh, you know, rude, mean, aggressive consumerism and, you know, is, is consuming against other people is competing against everyone. Well, they can release their tension and then keep doing more of that. That's not really what TRE is about. It's about, for me at least, about evolving us as a human species, but, you know, individually, step by step. So anyway, I'm on a rant again, but... No, that's beautiful. I think that's what analogy comes from. Like the, you can use Terry as a kick bike, not putting anyone down for using it. Like you take yourself from point A to B, right, with a vehicle and it can be a kick bike, it can be a car, or you can use it as a spaceship to go to new stars, new galaxies, see new worlds. You know, that's the analogy that I came up with to really like... You can use it as a transformative tool, but you can also use it to release everyday life stress, which is great that too. But I'm yeah. really passionate about this, right? I want to put people in the spaceship and explore something that they haven't seen before. That's right. And that's what, you know, from my perspective, knowing David for a long time, you know, that's what it was about. It, you know, it's about, and you talk trauma and the healing of trauma and growth and not just the trauma model, but as an evolutionary process. Um, you know, we, we haven't talked about this, but a lot of us, a lot of people don't know or don't get taught in the basic training that our body shakes and tremors for nine months in utero. Mm. Nothing to do with releasing stress or trauma, but as an organizational impulse that how the body connects. And so, you know, again, that's, that's my passion is the bigger. And I think that's the passion for most providers is, you know, they're going, this is something that can help move humanity forwards into better relationships with themselves, with others and the world around them. So I think that's the big, that's why, that's why I think, like you say, getting on the spaceship, learning how to do that evolutionary growth is, is so critical. And if we're focusing on that and if we're experiencing that ourselves, then we can start to share that perspective, even if we never mention it simply by that being real and embodied in our body you know, when people are coming to, people feel that difference. So, all right, I've got to stop talking. I'm, I'm getting- <laughs> As you can see, we will share a lot in the workshop. It will be really fun and we will follow the organism, right? Like we will really follow what comes up. So we'll set yeah. an intention for it, of course, like a framework, yeah. but a big part of teaching it is really working with who's there. So we'll share more information about this event. Yeah. Um, in different ways, like, of course, here, Facebook and social media and so on. So you get plenty of time, plenty of opportunities to know about this event before it happens. And you can always ask us questions and follow-ups and we'll be more than happy to answer anything you have around this event for sure. So it's been Same. beautiful having you here. I really enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, maybe we catch up soon again and, uh, and do a follow-up. Let's see how people respond to this. Good on you. Thanks very much, Simba. Thank you. <laughs>